It's green for go, they're racing. He says go, he says Tara, and Tiger Tara rolls away from them on the home turn. Here comes another big boil over. Equine athleticism at its best. The king is in the castle once more. This is in one race, the rest are almost in another post. She is a star with a capital S. It's going to be a triple treat, a miracle three-peat. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed history here at Manangle. What about that? It's getting right up on the sprint lane and it's going to bolt in. Hello there, welcome to another episode of The Sprint Lane. Paul Cochran with you, I've got Jess Watkins as always. G'day Jess. Hey Paul, great to be here. A bit of a special edition, so I'm really looking forward to it. It is, it is. We thought we'd try something new. Obviously we've got the Tuesday show, which we live stream, and that's our, you know, I guess where we all started. You know, this beautiful journey, we're 20 episodes into The Sprint Lane. Um, What we thought we'd do is, it's a great time of year, like the Sydney Carnival is amazing, and we've got really the creme de la creme of our sport globally, right here in our backyard, and Today's a special day because with the sprint series on and two group ones on Saturday night at Menangle, Jess, we've got the retention barn in play and the and the, the some of the the most elite horses in the in the country are right here today. Have been brought in to use the retention barn, so we've got amazing people in and around us. That's right. I was just out there before grabbing some photos of everyone and their horses when they arrived in and. The stars were definitely arriving and it just got me really excited for this Saturday night and the racing that's to come. Well, we've got one of them with us, Greg Sugars. Welcome to the show, mate. G'day, guys. Good to be here. Mate, it's fantastic that you've given up your time to, to join us. Um, this has been a happy hunting ground for you, hasn't it, uh, Tabcourt Partman Angle? Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, going back quite a few years, I've made uh, um, some hit and run missions up here just as a driver and, and had a bit of success along the way. So um, I've always enjoyed coming to race here and, um, yeah, over the last... Um, you know, probably 12 or 18 months or so that um, Jess and I have uh, built up a reasonable uh, team of our own and um, yeah, and campaigned a few up here over the last couple of carnivals and, and had a bit of success, as you say. So um, we're hoping uh, this year's no exception. So let's, we'll get to the, to the racing program for this weekend um, as we go through the show. But firstly, it's a logistical mission to obviously you know, cross borders and be here at Menangle and, and obviously then go through the retention barn process, I, I'd imagine. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it all depends on every individual horse and everyone's circumstances are a little bit different. And um, like you say, it, it is logistically hard uh, for us at the moment um, for us both to be away. We'd both like to be up here at, at the one time and um, we've got too too many horses in work back at home sort of to make that happen. So uh, yeah, last, last year was much the same. We were chopping and changing backwards and forwards a fair bit. Um, and it looks like that's what we're going to do, something similar again this year. And uh, luckily the horses, they're, they're pretty good travellers, uh, the two we've got up here at the moment with us, that um, you know they, they settle in sort of wherever they go um, pretty reasonably well and, and quite quickly, which is obviously uh, extremely important when you're doing these sorts of trips. So how do you guys go about doing it? Because you came up yesterday, didn't you? So yeah, that's you right. You do it in one go and you... Or do you you have to have the, have the breaks to give the horses a reprieve? Or how, how does it work? No, we went straight through. Um, we like to get them here as quick as we can. Um, we've tried it a few different ways over the years when we've travelled horses and stopping halfway and getting off and all that sort of thing. And sometimes it just makes your trip a little bit longer and, and they if they haven't travelled that well and they don't settle, it just makes the journey even worse by trying to stop. So, um, yeah, we've found for our, for our situation we just get them up here as quick as we can. Um, we've done it differently over different years sometimes depending on weather or, and, and our um, you know, time frame of what we're doing back home um, sometimes we've travelled overnight um, which is pretty tough on us um, but the horses seem to really travel well that way um, this year we came up during the day so um, it was a little bit warm yesterday when we, uh, when we set off from home and um, 
yeah, we, it was a bit stormy by the way while we got here. So we had a bit of everything yesterday, but uh, thankfully the horses have uh, seemed to have arrived in good order and, and all's well. You man, you've even managed to fit a wedding in since you've been here as well. <laughs> that's right. That's one that we uh, we come up uh, a day early. Uh, yeah, to go to a friend's wedding. Um, uh, yesterday uh, in Mossman and it was a terrific day so uh, yeah not only are we uh, here for the racing we've got the social uh, calendar all up and going as well how's that Jess he comes to Sydney and he goes straight for the highbrow society the, straight, straight into Mossman, Mossman hey? living the highlight <laughs> yeah it was, uh, it, was, it was a real good wedding it was an eye opener for us um, a little bit different than uh, the outskirts of Murnion where we're used to um, so yeah no, it was a lovely part of the world it's nice country there in Mossman very yeah. nice country when you're not in the retention barn, you stay out there at Cordor with the Fitzpatrick family. They must make you feel really welcome here in New South Wales and the facilities out there at Cordor are just fantastic. Absolutely. No, the whole family are terrific. And, yeah, we stayed with uh, Blake and Lisa and have done for quite some time now. And, um, yeah, we have no issues going there. Our horses love their place and settled in really well and they take great care of us, um, whether Jess and I are there ourselves or uh, we've just sent the horses up on occasions when we couldn't get here. So... They look after us really well and, um, yeah, we try and return the favour when they've uh, campaigned horses down in Victoria. That's a, that's a real cool thing about our industry, isn't it? Because you simply can't have barns set up all over the country and the amount you guys travel, it really does rely on that those relationship buildings and that networking, doesn't it, to be able to stable wherever you go so that you can absolutely. participate in these big carnivals. Yeah, absolutely. No, when we first started doing these sort of interstate trips um, a few years back, it was a little bit daunting because we're not knowing exactly the setup or how how you know we're going to fit into a, a certain environments but uh yeah like i say that they've been more than welcoming to us and and know the way we go about things and how we want things done and and they look after us fantastically well so do you just bring you've got better eclipse and you've got triple eight in on saturday night are they the only two that you bought with you on this trip yeah they're the only yep. two at the moment and the travel um, buddies and all going well yeah they, they do everything together <laughs> those boys they're they're a great pair um they don't like it when they're separated so it's really good that they're, they're both uh still in good form and they're both uh in the sprints this week so that makes life for us a lot easier and um all going well we'll have another one up here next week we'll bring just believe up uh for the uh the hammerhead trot um he's got to go around at melton um on saturday night so fingers crossed you get through that unscathed and everything's on all in one piece with him, and he'll be here next week. Some good and name dropping there, isn't it, Jess? Very, Triple very eight, impressive. Just believe, better eclipse. And those two boys, they definitely covered plenty of miles last year. I think they were up here last year for the Carnival of Miracles, back home, headed up to Queensland then, and then back down for the Inter Dominion campaign back home in Victoria. As you said, they just relished the travel, and they've both performed so well last season. Are we expecting similar performances again this year? Sure, hope so. Um, yeah, and it was great to get Triple Eight back in the winners list uh, last week back at home. So, um, yeah, he's you know he's an eight year old now. He's sort of getting a little bit on in years, and he's probably not a hundred percent at his peak of where he was maybe a couple of seasons ago. But he's still pretty uh, pretty dangerous when um, when he gets the right run. So, yeah, we're hoping that uh, he's got another um, you know decent season left in him at, at the top end and um, better eclipse. Like I think you know he's he's obviously a was a relatively new kid on the block to that level of racing last year and um, obviously did a fantastic job uh, for his sort of first time of, um, you know, stepping out against uh, all comers and, you know, handling himself very well wherever we raced him. So um, he, he's had a little break, a little freshen up since um, the Vic Red series and uh, he seems to be in really, really good order. So um, now we're looking to forward to a great year from him. Mate, Triple Eight goes first uh, in the first of those sprints, the Schweppes sprint. Uh, it's a group two. That's a tough race, mate, but... We, did we see, obviously, Triple Eight's coming off a great win uh, down in Victoria last start. Does it feel like he's back to his best, or what's the gut feel going into this race? Yeah, I think so. Like I think he's, he hasn't had a lot of luck in recent racing 
um, and has been running some good sectionals. And, you know, he's a bit of an opportunist at the, the top level where you can't sort of uh, make his own luck. So more often than not, you're unlucky at that level uh, than, you, than you are lucky. So um, that's where he's at. Um, yeah, tough race, um, which we expected to be uh, at this level of racing. It's obviously pretty cutthroat. Uh, you know, sort of series, I suppose you'd call it, to try and get into a race like a Miracle Mile. It's not easy to gain a spot. So um, last week's run, uh, it, it really sort of cemented what Jess and I were sort of thinking that the horse was in really good order. He just needed things to work out for him and he got that last week. So, uh, you know, maybe wishing too much to say he's going to get that run two weeks in a row. But um, I'm sure if he does, if he gets a, a, a great trip through, that um, he'll acquit himself well. Well, I'll tell you what, he's got one of the best in the business doing the steering, Jess. How about that race, though? I mean, on this show, we've talked about uh, JOK recently and Republican Party, how good they're going. Now, they're the two emergencies. That gives you an indication of how good this race is. The depth is unbelievable. That's exactly right. And I'm sure just looking past those emergencies, there were horses as well that would have been balloted that were worthy of spots too. But it just shows the quality that has really come yeah. to the Carnival of Miracles this year. And that first swept sprint on the card, that really indicates that. Bondi lockdown. You would have taken notice of how Bondi Lockdown's gone under Luke's care, Luke and Belinda's care. Yeah, absolutely. No, he's like, obviously he's a great horse. Um, it was a shame that you know he sort of went amiss for Aaron at a pretty important time um, late last year. But um, yeah, since obviously transferring him up to the team at Cobbity, they've done a great job. I think you know, having a couple of runs now, and he's hit the line powerfully. And, in, in each of those so um, yeah they're no strangers to the, obviously this level of racing and they know what it, what it takes to win a Miracle Mile so um, I think they've got, they've got the right horse in their care if um, everything stays right with him and um, yeah we'll be keeping a close eye on him for sure. So you, you were engaged in one of the most memorable epic battles the stoush between your horse Bear Eclipse and Bondi Lockdown in last year's Chariots of Fire. Like we, we still talk about it don't we, we Jess? Do. How good that battle was. I mean both worthy winners. In some ways the second horse gets talked about more than your horse, you know, for how it stood up under the, the pressure of, of what you delivered um, and then to go through the um, discretionary process of the, the board here at Clubman Angle to get it a start in the Miracle Mile. Uh, that must rank as one of the most memorable races you've been part of. Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. Like, yeah, the, the race itself was just, as you say, it was, was something else. It was on from start to finish. It was... Um yeah, exciting to be a part of. I was sort of got shuffled fair but way back in that race and just thinking, wow, is this really happening? Like this, the speed was incredible. And um, yeah, when the sort of the brakes come his way and he'd grabbed a bit and was still travelling so well, I was sort of half pinching myself at the time thinking, I'm a, I'm a winning chance here. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was it was uh, certainly a career highlight for Jess and I um, uh, to win a race uh, of that calibre is, is great. But to do it in the way that race was run and the time we ran, uh, was just phenomenal and something we'll oh, never ever forget. And um, you know, it, it had more than just the race itself. The lead up to it was was fantastic, and and the coverage from from the media up here in Sydney was outstanding. And it just it was a real exciting build up to it, and that only led to more excitement. Then going into the Miracle Mile, um, you know, a fortnight later, so um, which was ended up being three weeks later yeah. as we were rained yeah. out. So it was just <laughs> it was just such an incredible uh, experience for us as, as participants, and, and and like I say, it was something we'll never ever forget. Yeah, well, you and I just walked over then, and we walked past an honour board that's got um, got the obviously the the um, the moment marked there on an honour board forever and ever. Better eclipse, you know, winner of the chariots of fire on an honour board. Is this is this track a a destination track that? It's a it's a career moment to win a race, particularly a Group One here. 
Oh, definitely. Um, no doubt about it. And, you know, and, and the times that the horses are capable of running on this track is, uh, is something that we probably can't experience down in Victoria at the moment. We've got some fantastic tracks, don't get me wrong. Um, not knocking them at all, but um, certainly Menangle is is a touch faster than anything we have down in Victoria. So um, you know, to to get those outstanding times that you know wasn't that long ago, we only saw them you know in the Northern Hemisphere that horses could even dream of getting anywhere near the one fifty mark. You know, it just it just wouldn't happen down here. And um, you know, we went. I think we went. Forty-seven six, I yeah. think it was. Um, absurd. Um, yeah, last year was <laughs> yeah. just just amazing. I, I never thought I'd, I'd travel that fast on a horse. Could you, did it feel fast? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. From from start to finish, like I was struggling to hold my spot going into that first turn, and um, you know, yeah, it just they never really slowed off at all. So just to pick up on what you said there, you know, they, they go quicker here, and and it's and it and it's speed that you're not necessarily having to deliver in Victoria. Ha, have you and Jess changed up? Do you, Taking your experience from previous years and successful campaign last year, have you over the, over the recent past few weeks said, right, we're we going to change up how we do things to be mid-angle ready? Um, not really, no. Surprisingly, um, a lot of our horses that we've campaigned up here over recent years and that, they seem to adjust to it quite well. Um, I suppose it, it depends on everyone's circumstances again, as I say that um, it's probably no no one rule for everyone. But, um, yeah, our horses seem to handle the trip up here. They, they settle in well, and they seem to enjoy the, the, the fast speed um, and following speed, and they hit the line strong afterwards. So, no, we don't really change anything, um, you know, if we're uh, aiming at a race down home or up here. Um, just aim to have the horses best we can. And, and we've talked, haven't we, Jess, about Bondi Lockdown on the show, about how the race patterns appear to have changed for Luke. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. as, a, as that you, – you were involved in that race where it was that – under Aaron, it was get out and grind them and lay down a marker and go get them and catch me if you can type style, mm-hmm. and that works so well. Well, under Luke, it appears to be a little bit different, doesn't it, Jess? I think he's definitely shown his versatility yeah. since he's come up to the Cobbity Equine Farm team, but I think what's helped with that with Luke being able to sit him back in the field is that he knew he had those end targets, which is obviously the Miracle Mile, yeah. so trying to get him ready rather than bustling him out here, whereas when we seen him with campaigning by Aaron up here, he was having to be driven out because he needed to qualify for that Chariots. He had to go hard in those chariots as well to finish the runner-up and then to get that invitation to the Miracle Mile. Yeah. So have, is that something you've picked up on, Greg? Like the, this the new way of the new Bondi lockdown? And the, and I guess I, I then prefaced that with saying, well, how does it work with your strategy for a race like this where Bondi lockdown, lockdown's drawn the one? Yeah, very interesting to see what sort of tactics they employ. Um, uh, on Saturday night and uh, yeah I won't sort of speculate on that I'll leave that up to to Luke and Belinda to work out but yeah like, I suppose Bono Lockdown watching him well, obviously watched him very closely right from uh, the start of his career um, in Victoria and he was he was a bit of a rogue early he was a bit fiery um, he didn't handle the corners that well he had a lot going on and you know he was uh, it's hard to sort of sit back in a field with a horse like that um, with our style of racing at home, because if they backed off too much through the middle, then your sort of horse that doesn't handle coming wide on, on turns on our slightly smaller tracks was never going to get into the race. So, yeah, quite often Aaron had to drive him quite aggressively. Blocky was the best horse in the race, um, and, and most times he was um, back home. So it, it probably didn't help him develop a lot as a racehorse when you get to this level of racing, when you know, you're racing against horses of, uh, of similar ability that you can't always just get out there and dominate a... A field, and um, you know that's kind of how you know what, what happened in the chariots of fire that um, set the race up for us. Um, a few others obviously went with him and set up that great speed, and 
Um, you know, he's left a sitting shot, and, and his run that night was just phenomenal. Like, there's, there's no way my horse could have done done the same job if you reverse the roles. So, um, yeah, very interesting to see what happens this week um, because he's he's shown um, his versatility in the couple of runs for Luke and Belinda that he's uh, not just a one trick pony that needs to grind a, a field into submission. That he can he can sit and sprint pretty uh, pretty handily as well. So, um, yeah, he's a force to be reckoned with because I'm, I have no doubt if he has to sort of go to war, um, he'll still have that in him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as we know, he's lethal, driven the other way now. It might be hard to go back from one. So that that's. I'm intrigued. I'm just as intrigued as you how this race is going to play out. Um, you know, Spirit of St. Louis, we, we saw lead them up uh, and looked a very much a winning chance in the Hunter Cup and, and, then, and then faded back into the pack. So um, you'd think that some work would have been put in by the Cobbity team to try and, you know, address that. Tasty Delight has just been a phenomenon over the last couple of starts, back-to-back runner-ups there at Newcastle. Brian's really got Tasty Delight pairing. So... I know that you're a student of the of the sport, and, and when you go into races, you would have had a look at what everyone else is doing. But that is as quality of a field as you know. It's it's high class. Yeah, absolutely. No, that yeah, both both fields have assembled um, some outstanding horses, like you say. Um, so it's going to be exciting racing. In um, yeah, there's so many different scenarios, and that's one thing I, I find interesting. Just even um, you know the difference in comparing fields. Uh, or sorry, trying to sum up a a field and how you think a race is going to be run back at home when there's obviously uh, a front and, and second row and it's sort of a little bit easier to sort of position horses um, after they sort of go three or 400 metres where you think they might settle in a run. But um, when they're all across the front here at Menangle, um, you know, several different uh, scenarios can play out very quickly. So, um, yeah, you sort of got to be prepared for all of them if you can. That's one sprint. The next one is Better Eclipse. If you were marking your two horses, is Better Eclipse the one that you'd think is slightly in front yeah i think so yeah. um yeah he's the, he's the younger of the two and he's sort of on the way up and um yeah he has has a little bit more versatility about him than um than the other fella haven't seen him since new year's eve yeah he's had a couple yeah. of good trials um under his belt but we've purpose purposely not raced him we do think he goes well fresh and um we've tried to keep him as fresh as possible feeling good but still have a good couple of hit outs into him just to make sure he is up to the mark so um yeah he's, he's had a couple of trials um uh with Horses like Tough Tilly um, and um, and and Triple uh, Eight too over the last couple of weeks, and uh, so see them both come out and win their next start is uh, is a testament That'd to the horses in good order. Yeah, that yep. would be encouraging. I think we all talk about his chariots of fire win here at Menangle, but one that really stands out in my mind is the Carousel Final, which he won back in Inter Dominion Night twenty twenty one. That, to me, was really the making of him where we then seen him start to step up from Chariots of Fire level then to the Grand Circuit. I think that just shows what an affinity he has with this track. Absolutely. You're spot on there. That that trip made him. And, um, you know, we give a lot of credit uh, for the success we've had um, with Better Eclipse uh, to Triple Eight, actually, because, as I said before, they're, they're great mates. They do everything together. And, um, yeah, sort of when he came into our... Our, our team, he was, you know, a maiden three-year-old, uh, basically, and I, I, it was just timing that they sort of paired up together and become paddock mates and, and work mates. And, um, yeah, you know, we always liked him and thought he was going to be a horse of the future when, when he when he first hit the racetrack for us. But uh, to think, you know, he's basically his, his first uh, year um, in our stable, to think we would uh, take out races that we did last year, um, we 
you know, to say that we saw that coming would be a complete lie, you know. Um, but yeah, that trip away, so he only really made the trip um, and contested the carousel because he was a travelling buddy for Triple Eight that year. And um, yeah, it didn't take long, obviously, when he hit the racetrack here that we saw, well, we, we might have an even better horse than what we actually uh, originally thought. And that trip really made him. And um, so, yeah, that's why we're more than happy to, when we came back from that series, we didn't have a lot of time um, then to get ready. And it was a little bit rushed, actually, going into the chariots. And I thought... You know, originally sort of might have had doubts a little bit, thinking, you know, are we up to it? Aren't you know, are we going to waste our time going back up for it? And um, certainly glad that Jess and I had that decision, <laughs> yeah. and we said yes, and yeah, uh, he just got off. better and better. Yeah. Um, you've drawn five. I mean, you can't change it, but is it, that feels like a real neutral spot. Yeah, neutral it, it, it is. I, yeah. I, I think it's it's sort of better than drawing. Uh, way out wide I think you know you can sort of get a feel for what's happening as soon as the gate unfolds there um, yeah I always found middle of the road draws at Menangle seem to work out pretty well you you get the opportunity um, to land a good spot if you if your horse is good enough so no pretty happy with where he's situated um, that's a strong race again it looks like some of the better hopes look like they've haven't drawn as well so like a Honolulu Bay um, it's drawn 10 that probably going to shift into nine with the emergency situation Krug's an interesting runner, I think. We, we saw Krug win a race here last year and then didn't quite fire the shot that we thought Krug might have. Carter was on our show a couple of weeks ago and was very happy with how Krug's going. But drawn, well, 12, which will come into 10, obviously. If, um, so it's a strong race, but probably some of the better chances, apart from your horse, have drawn much worse than you. Yeah, I think so. At least on paper, it looks like yeah. we, uh, we're a chance of getting a better run than a couple of our main dangers. So... Um, yeah, that's obviously going to be advantageous to us uh, to, to make sure we can try and run in the top couple and qualify. Mate, you, you don't come here and just get off lightly. We Some of our locals have chucked you on as well. You've drawn a, a, a favourite of our show. We quite often talk about this one and there's yeah, some Taylor Swift puns always <laughs> yeah. thrown in as so you, well. So you jump, you've got the drive on Tay-Tay for, for Jason Grimson. He's obviously got the magic touch in these group ones of late. Um, what do you know about Tay-Tay and, and how do you go about familiarising yourself with Tay-Tay. Yeah, obviously I've never driven her before, but I've seen plenty of her down in Victoria for um, for the uh, Ashwood Stable, and yeah, she's a lovely mare. Um, you know, she's just got better and better as every season's gone on. She's competed at a high level for a uh, majority of her, her racing career, so um, she's had a few trips um, backwards and forwards um, from Victoria to Sydney, so she's no stranger to the track, and um, you know, she's performed very well here under those circumstances. Um, so yeah, really happy to pick up the drive on her. She's got a good draw. Um, she's got yeah. the gate speed to use a good draw. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm yeah, really excited and quite bullish about her chances. So what do you do? Do you just go back and watch video and like try and – how do you prep for, for a horse that you've never driven going into obviously a group one? Yeah, like I said, I, I have raced it plenty of times, so I do know, yeah. know a fair bit about her, um, you know, observation-wise, but um, I'll have a chat to – to um, Alex and Taylor um, back at home and, and get a little bit of insight from them and obviously talk to Jason uh, if, if I get a chance um, before the night or on the night itself, obviously, to see what he's thinking and, um, yeah, and go from there. So how's this work? Because Cam, Cam Hart's, like, he's done really well with Madrid. He's done really well with Tay-Tay, but he's chosen Bravia Kelly. I'd imagine Cam's not going to necessarily be the bloke can't. Oh, Greg, you know, maybe uh, <laughs> like, surely it doesn't work like that, does it? No, probably not at this level of racing. <laughs> but, uh, driving up. You know, uh, as drivers, just generally speaking, obviously we try and help each other out with the information that we need. But at um, the end of the day, when you're in races like this, sometimes you've got to keep a, yeah. a little card up your sleeve uh, if you can. But um, 
yeah, no, Cam's a pretty good fella. I'm sure he'll tell me something. If there's something I have to know, I'm sure he'll let me know. It's interesting, isn't it, Jess? We, we talked about this scenario on the show a couple of weeks ago. Freddie was, Freddie was pretty adamant. He thought that Cam would have chosen Tay-Tay. It shows how even some of these, these mares are. I think it's a position that everybody else envies him for being yeah. in, getting the choice of those three incredible mares. And, of course, Madrid, she's won quite a few group ones on her. Bravey Kelly, he's opted to drive, and we've seen how impressive she's been. And last year's Breeders' Challenge series really just showed the strength yeah. of Tay-Tay. So a hard choice for Cam, and I'm sure he wouldn't have taken it lightly. Well, he he put his eggs into the Bravey Kelly basket at the start of this campaign. I remember talking to his dad, and he said, no, no, he's chosen Bravey Kelly, and... You know, he, so that was a big decision to jump off Madrid. A horse that's been so good to him, been so successful, that relationship that he's got with Jared Alchin. So to, to skew his direction towards Bravey Kelly, you know, probably speaks volumes. But that race, you know, Tuft Hilly was amazing last week. Incredible. And, and in some ways did a job on Tay-Tay when it mattered. Mm-hmm. So I, do you look at that race and go, right, I had a... What, how did that race play out? How can I add a little bit more to make that battle go a bit more our way? Yeah, yeah, no, it is yeah, something I'll, um, I'll go back and watch those replays a couple of times and, <laughs> and, and work it all out. But, it's, yeah, it's not easy. I, I don't think there's a great deal between them um, no. all. Um, but, uh, yeah, obviously the Emma Stewart stable, they're no stranger to a feature race success. Um, and Tuck Tilly's just, you know, she's one of the rare... Uh, horses that has been able to beat uh, ladies in red in in recent years. Um, so yeah, it, she's she's an outstanding uh, has been an outstanding filly right the way along, and and is growing into an outstanding mare. So it's not going to be easy, but um, yeah, there's there's enough uh, I think uh, depth in this race to to say it's not going to be a, a one or two horse act, uh, affair. So um, that generally helps at this level of racing. Sort of um, makes things um, even up and. Um, you know, decisions on what happens when the gate leaves uh, is going to be very vital. Yes, we've got stylish Memphis too. Jack Trainer, that's his, that's his girl. That he is loves, definitely his he, girl. He loves, He's won yeah. the last two when they were, last year's was obviously the Queen Elizabeth. The year before that, it was the Ladyship Mile. But we know as well that this is her last start before she heads off to the breeding barn. She's currently in foal to Captain Treacherous. So be a story. I'm sure oh. he'll be wanting to get that fairy tale ending. That would be a great story. And Moro Vita is one that, that's really interesting to us here, Greg. Obviously, you know, an absolute superstar. Uh, has done well here, but has been blitzing it down in Victoria as well. Absolutely. Uh, is that is a Moro Vita one that, you know, Emma, Emma Stewart obviously prepares superstars mm-hmm. as well. Do you see that Amore Vita is one of the ones you're going to have to beat in this race? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, she uh, what she's done in, in her recent starts uh, down at home has been ultra impressive. Um, yeah, she showed speed, she showed stamina. Um, she's a versatile uh, mare when she when she's on song, and you know she had a little patch there where um, you know she was sort of off the scene and uh, and not at her best, and sort of going through the motions a little bit. And uh, it's great to see for connections that. Uh, Emma's um, been able to sort of resurrect her and get her firing on on all cylinders again. And, yeah, she's definitely a winning chance. There's so many chances in this race. I think it's an extremely open affair. Yeah, absolutely. Now, just going back to the Miracle Mile and obviously the sprints, it, the Miracle Mile is an interesting race because, you, yeah, like like a lot of athletes and horses are no different. You want to you want to peak and taper to the right race. Mm-hmm. You've got you to be ready for the Miracle Mile, but you've got to get there first. Yeah, like exactly. It's, it's a really unique situation, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. Um yeah, it really gets down to uh, trainers obviously knowing their horses and knowing um, you know when they where they need to have them. But uh, yeah, you're right because if uh, if things go wrong and, and you go into a race you know or a heat underdone and you end up having a tougher run than expected and your horse is vulnerable because of it, then you could risk not qualifying. So 
um, you know, you haven't screwed down too much. You might run a super race and be flat for the week later. It's it, it's tough, um, you know, to, to get them get it a hundred percent right. But um, yeah, the trainers just have to have faith that they uh, obviously know their horse as well and and have them, you know, in, in the right frame of mind um, on that night. So obviously, you were there last year, third in the big race last year. Do you and Jess? Did you do a bit of a debrief after the race and, and do you feel like you learnt something out of it so that if you do manage to get a start uh, in the Miracle Mile that you feel like you, you're better equipped to take on that race with better Eclipse? Yeah, um, I sort of we trusted our judgement um, with what we needed to do with the horse in between those runs, um, you know, being away from home for, as it turned out last week for an extra week. Um, you know, so we had, a, had to adjust sort of our training routine, um, being in a different environment, and sort of we just trusted, um, you know, in our observations of the horse and how he was feeling, and and uh, and you know, it was sort of uh, backed up that we were on the right track there with how well he performed, and it was great going into that race because um, obviously winning the chariots that was sort of our main focus um, last year with him, and then you know to get a start in a miracle mile was not you know the original I suppose number one. Um, you know, plan plan um, on our mind when we sort of made the trip up here. It was all about the chariots, and obviously winning that gave us a start in the Miracle Mile, and then we came out with uh, the worst uh, gate possible, which uh, I don't think anyone had um, ran a place uh, from the outside gate um, since there's been, uh, you know, eight across the front in a Miracle Mile. So we basically sort of thought, well, you know, anything we get out of this is a bonus, um, and we were just happy to be there. So there was no pressure whatsoever um, going into the race, we just sort of really tried to have a relaxed attitude and um, and just enjoy the moment. And, and the horse was outstanding on that night and ran ran a great third and and ran past some super horses that oh, night yeah. to to run third. So um, yeah, we learned a lot about the horse itself and what what we need to do to have him feeling um, spot on uh, going into a race like that. And um, yeah, hopefully we can peak him just as well um, this time around. Well, historic night too. I mean, running third to King of Swing, in a, you know, here in the opener, Freddie's... A miracle three-peat. Yeah, a miracle <laughs> three-peat. I mean, a pretty special race to be part of in, yeah. the, in the first place, but to run third in it, you know, incredible. So um, are we going to see... We won't, Have you got full custodianship of the, of the, the fleet on Saturday night? Because Jess has got commitments... Uh, down in Victoria Saturday night. Yeah, that's right. Um, so she came she up. With that, she, she made the trip up with me, um, and obviously went to the wedding yesterday. And then she flew back first thing this morning. So I'm in charge of the team here, and she's look. We got quite a few racing uh, over the weekend back at home, and um, headlined act is uh, is just believe um, in the Grand Prix uh, down there. So she, um, she's there looking after him. Um, yeah, which is a tough one. He's yeah, obviously, well, he's been a great horse to us. It's uh, quite obviously he's one of my favourites. So um, yeah, it's going to be a little bit hard to to watch him from a distance. But um, yeah, so she's down there looking after after him, and um, yeah, all going well. Hopefully, uh, she can come back up here next week. Yep. All right, the dream team will be back together, Jess. Yeah, they'll be reunited yeah. here in a week's time. Yeah. All right, mate. It's fantastic to have you here. We really appreciate you giving up your time to have a chat on our humble little show, the Sprint Lane. Um, Jess, we've just got, as we said at the top, we've got some of the most amazing um, participants and superstars of our sport right here in our backyard for the next couple of weeks and we are going to continue to sort of keep talking to people and like we've got Greg has and so eloquently told the story of, you know, just a couple of the amazing horses they got in their stable. It's going to be really a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to getting more participants here behind the mic to hear their stories and also find out where their superstars are at. Special carnival this one, isn't it? And I... And I know that we're a little bit biased because we're based here, but you know, to see you guys make the effort to be here and, you know, I guess in your words, mate, look, what, what's the, the carnival of miracles for a, 
for a Victorian? How's it how's it held? Ah, uh, yeah, no, I held held very highly. You know, it's something that uh, for a long, long time I sort of thought didn't think we'd sort of have, be able to build up a team um, good enough to sort of be a part of it because um, it's held in such high esteem. Uh, but yeah, so we've been lucky enough, obviously, to have a few nice horses come through the stable and 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 be a part of it. And um, certainly, it's it's a dream come true. It makes all the long hours um, throughout the years and um, you know the hard nights sort of worth it when you can come here and be a part of a carnival um, and even if you you sort of don't get the right luck and the right night and take away a big piece of the uh, prize money um, you take away something else you take away experience and memories and, and friendships and and you meet so many great people along the way and, and there's so many different experiences and and so many positives to take out of trips like this even if the racing goes pear-shaped for you so uh, you just got to remember to focus on that obviously there's always disappointments when things don't work out on the racetrack because that's first and foremost what we're here to to achieve um but it doesn't always go your way unfortunately but um there's always certainly uh, a positive to take out of the whole experience and and that's something we've really enjoyed um you know being a part of uh you know all the carnivals, um, you know, right, right throughout Australia in, in in recent years, but particularly the one up here. It's um, yeah, we've, we feel very well looked after. Um, everyone up here in New South Wales does a great job. You've got a great participant base. Uh, everyone, um, you know, uh, on the authority type level, um, have really been good to deal with. Very welcoming, and um, and yeah, we thoroughly enjoy our time here. So. Um, Hopefully you all enjoy having us. And you get to experience our beautiful weather at this time of year too. <laughs> Unpredictable That's weather. one thing I find funny. <laughs> every, time world, that, every time you New South Walesmen <laughs> come down to Victoria, they want to tell us how bad Melbourne weather is. And, so and I won't argue with that, but it's not much better off here. <laughs> See, we put it down to every time the Victorians come, they bring the weather with them, Jess. That's I what think, it is. Yeah, well, we can go yeah. with that for sure. <laughs> you didn't bring it with you. You didn't pack it in with the horses. No, I, I, oh, I tried to leave it at Please home. tell me we're not going to go through what we went through on Miracle Mile night. Mark one. <laughs> or Chariots year. of Fire Night yes. last week. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, look, mate, great to have you here. Wish you every every success. Um, it's a huge weekend of racing. You can catch it all. Uh, Sky, Sky Racing Active is going to have extended coverage on, on Saturday night, Jess. Um, of course, you can get it on, on Sky Racing 1. It'll be prominent. Brick Graham will be here to speak to all the, all the amazing participants like Greg out on track and diagnose the results. And, and then, obviously, it built up to, you know, touch wood. Greg's, Greg's going to have a couple of participants in the Miracle Mile and they've got the barrier draw on Sunday afternoon as well, which will be live on Sky Racing too. So great time of year. Can't wait to see the racing unfold. Can't wait. Bring it on. All right, Greg. Good luck, mate. Thanks, guys. Yeah, all right. Thank Thanks you, to everyone out there tuning in. Thanks for your time. Hope you enjoyed the chat with Greg Sugars. We'll bring you some more participants uh, over the, the coming days. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.